Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is now time for Why It Matters. And of course, it matters because the Singapore Grand Prix returns this weekend after a two year hiatus due to COVID 19. My gosh, I don't know about you, but I am so excited. I look on social media and I see photos being posted from friends, those guys who are back volunteering for the race, or even photographs of the floodlights being turned on for testing, right? Uh, because it comes into full effect on Friday. And while many excited fans are anticipating the buzz around the Marina Bay street circuit that starts on Friday, there is still this conversation about sustainability and being more environmentally friendly surrounding the sport. And I wonder, what will the future of motor racing look like? Well, on the line with me this morning is Yui Tan, race driver for SLK Racing Team. My man, good morning. How are you? Yo, good morning, Elliot. How's things? Hope uh, you're well. Very good, sir. And very excited, too, because uh, you're back in action this weekend. How does it feel to be back, though? I mean, wh- why is Singapore so special? I saw social media. You were uh, cycling the track last night. Yeah, well, uh, great to be back in Singapore. It's amazing. It's uh, unbelievable after our three-year hiatus that we are back on the circuit racing on this place. Singapore is just really so special because, um, you know, it's a street circuit. It's in the heart of the city. It's not in the boonies. And uh, the fans can really get so close to it, really feel it, feel the atmosphere. As you mentioned, we were on circuit last night on our bicycles, and that (laughs) atmosphere is absolutely electric already and they haven't even finished building the track yet and their the atmosphere is insane so yeah, good incredible. such a great event yeah the energy it's, it's and it's a nice morale booster you know heading into the end of the year where there's all this talk about inflation recession and stuff like that it's, it's good that people can go and have fun i want to find out more about your team slk racing you're uh, preparing to race for the super series right yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm racing for a team called SLK right now. SLK is actually a uh, second-generation logistics firm that was founded in 1978 in Singapore. And it is the first time that I've had a title sponsor as a 100% Singapore-owned company. So to have a Singaporean company marketing uh, with a Singaporean driver is absolutely awesome. I've also got this other sponsor called K-Supper, which is a Vietnamese supercar dealership which came in that's gone international and it's absolutely fantastic. They have chosen the Singaporean market to show that they are an international presence. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, those two guys have really helped. And the last guy I want to mention, actually, um, is a Broodlander. It's a craft beer okay. from Singapore, and they've actually come in and supported it as well. Say hi to John. So a lot of Singapore companies with me this year. Mm, that's good. And, and it's encouraging for the future of the sport. I mean, we do want to see uh, more locals get into this international circuit, right? Uh, what's the prep been like uh, for you? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I've been trying to keep fit as much as possible. I even went to the gym yesterday to, and went cycling yesterday as well to keep the blood flowing. It's been a lot of sponsorship type stuff. So, uh, you know, raising money. We didn't have a long time to uh, prepare for this event. I think the Singapore Grand Prix only, uh, only signed the support race about three months ago or even less. So to get everything yeah. together has been a bit of a rush, but it's been great. And um, as you said, there's a little bit of pent up I guess so like uh, frustration so everyone's really happy and the response to the sport has been uh, much better than we anticipated I think that Netflix show has kind of propelled the sport <laughs> the last three years while we've been in hiatus as well because it's quite amazing how much motorsport support there is uh, how much interest there is in the marketplace both uh, 
from a sponsorship sports economic point of view and from a mm. fan base as well. Yeah, it's true. Good for tourism. And I mean, you talk about keeping fitness, Brulander involved. It's always very difficult, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, on Sunday night, Brulander will be involved. But I think we could let our hair down a little bit after uh a big pressure weekend. Oh dear. Uh, and yeah, there's the likelihood of us bumping into each other as well. Hey, um, Yui, I want to talk about how motorsport has evolved. I mean, it's quite brutal. Is it still the same? The old saying that the best system prevails. Is it still like that? I think in a way, uh, it is still like that. The best system does prevail. However, the system does evolve. Okay. So the, the system changes from time to time and Sometimes the uh, adaptation of uh, teams to the sport is different. The interpretation is different. So uh, I think it's all about being fluid. It's all about being adaptive. And you really need to, to look into the future and guess what the mm. sport holds for you. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's all about excellence and, uh, and reaching the limits. But the limits do get modified from time to time. Mm. Of course, the driver is important too. I didn't mean to leave you out there. <laughs> Um, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> I think it's everything. Everything. Yeah, on. yeah. It's 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 a mixture. You've been in the sport over ten years now, and what's interesting is, you know, when when we were preparing for this conversation, you told me, you know, this is uh, this is like a, another run for the old man Yui because he, you're forty now, forty years old. What does age do for you in this sport? Well, uh, I think definitely. Uh, one of the good things is the nerves kind of go away. We're mm. kind of more used to it now yeah. at the age of 40. Um, yeah. I think sports science and nutrition education has actually helped us a lot because I, I feel like I'm in the fitness shape of my life. Mm. I'm going faster on my bike than ever before. I can still run pretty quick and do all the things that I could do when I was 30 years old. So um, I think I'm, I'm still feeling good. I, I don't think it's made a lot of difference uh, yet. And uh I guess we'll see on Friday morning if I'm still quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, the experience is going to help as well because uh, that ability to anticipate, as they say, there there's something else that gets unlocked when you're an older sportsman. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, um, I think, you know, they say in our sport to panic slowly, um, which is something that was a little bit more difficult to achieve in my, in my uh, younger years. But today when something goes wrong, it's important to stay calm and yeah. uh, adapt to the situation, uh, find a solution and... Um, We've had many hurdles to uh, prepare the race this weekend, uh, but managed to get through uh, basically all of them. So, you know, there's there's always pros and cons, Elliot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, Yui, I want to talk about something quite serious, um, the push for sustainability within motorsport. I mean, being in it, um, what are your observations and, and how do you feel about this push? Well, I think the great thing about motorsport is we're at the sharp end of technology and, uh, and the sharp end of of uh, human ingenuity and determination. So I think that uh, sports such as these can really lead the charge with sustainability. And, and a lot of the technology and uh, operational habits of the sport can be uh, down into real life. Um, so I, I think that uh, it has a really good, uh, a really good platform in order to, uh, to educate people and also to develop technology. I think in Formula One in 2026, they're already going to go uh, into a full sustainable fuel. Yeah. Uh, which has already started already. Actually, the fuel this year, I believe, has already uh, got some mixture of sustainability inside of it. Mm. And uh, what we didn't realize is a lot of the GT cars in Europe right now, mm. in the World Endurance Championship, are already using 100% renewable fuel already wow. for an unmodified, naturally aspirated or turbo engine fuel car. So that's something that people don't realize yet. will be interesting to see how it all goes with the conversation of... Uh, 
uh, battery production and uh, lithium mining and uh, battery uh, disposal and things like that. Because I, I think that the the car manufacturers right now are looking into multiple technologies for the future, not just uh, electric cars. So, um, you know, the, the future is uh, not written in stone yet. Mm. So we're going to have to see how it all goes. I'm grateful that you've educated us on this because you, you've highlighted another important aspect, right? Having the right sponsorship to come in, educating the drivers first as well so that the drivers can educate the public. I, I suppose it is not as simple as simply making cars electric. There, there is an entire ecosystem involved. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right now at the current stage, uh, electric cars are still at the beginning, I guess. But I, I mean, this is a very generic stat, but I think it because of the uh, of the footprint that it leaves mm-hmm. behind when you're building a car, I think it's something like seven years to ROI compared to the petrol car right now, which is right. fully evolved. Actually, like, you know, normal everyday urban cars can use like four or five liters of petrol per hundred kilometers, which mm-hmm. is astoundingly good, you know, compared mm-hmm. to the old days. Yeah. Um, so so there, there will be a balancing act. I do believe that it's, uh, it's also set by the, the regulation makers and yep. the people uh, in the political positions. But the good thing about being Singaporean is uh, Singapore very often uh, do the thing that makes sense because we have a great uh, system of governance, which is actually why I live here. <laughs> and uh, uh, so, so, you know, as things become more practical, I'm sure that, the, that Singapore uh, having its land scarcity and, and small space will be able to find the practical solution and the balance between uh, different types of uh, energy uh, usage and uh, energy sources. Mm. Um, talking about balance, right? So this push for sustainability slash electric, let's, let's call it that. Do you think that will continue to maintain the sport's attractiveness? I see the commercial appeal, but you know, some people, they, 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 like, the su- they like the sound of loud engines and the smell of oil. <laughs> They might have another problem there, but you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, that's an interesting question, Elliot. Like the smell of oil to me, I don't really care about that much. But the sound thing is definitely very atmospheric and really does uh, increase the, the, what's the, word, the sensation of speed, if you like. So, so it will be interesting to see how they tackle that and, and whether the sound does go away. Uh, right now, for the time being, I think it won't be fully electric just yet because... I think uh, electric powertrains have some way to go to be able to produce that kind of speed for that kind of time. Like uh, right now, they run out of batteries. Like a Formula E car in the first generation, yeah. you had to you had to change cars halfway through the race, and it wasn't nearly as fast as the Formula One car. So um, once again, I'm going to use the word balance again. Yeah, uh, there will yeah. be a equilibrium where the two points cross. Uh, but I think in the foreseeable, uh, a short-term future those lines are not going to cross just yet. Yeah. It's it's also, you know, we tend to forget the human factor where we ourselves, as at one point in time when they switched from the, the V8 engines, uh, the sound was not as loud, but we adapted, right? We we sort of gotten used to it and, and now we don't even talk about it. But yeah, there's that element as well. Uh, Yui, what do you think, uh, I mean, looking ahead 20 years from now, what do you think a motorsport racer would need to have skills-wise, especially when you consider 20 years from from now, this whole sustainability idea is going to be so much bigger than it is now. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just guessing here. I don't <laughs> have the motorsport crystal ball, but I, I reckon that there'll be a, probably a sport very similar to the one that we have right now for drivers where um, you actually have to drive the car mm. <laughs> uh, because people want to see that because it'll be a variable. No uh, self-driving. Yeah, well, given said that, I also, I, I was going to say that uh, I think there'll be other forms of the sport. I yeah. think the racing simulator... 
our business will will be much bigger. There's actually a Singaporean racing simulator driver that's on a full scholarship in the U.S. at the moment called Ali. So for all you parents out there that think it can't be an occupation, he's getting a free education, so mm-hmm. good for him. But I, also, you know, you're looking at other stuff these days like uh, artificial intelligence racing. Can a computer race the same as a human being? So if that develops, I think that could be an extra sport as well because human beings love watching all types of sport and yeah. there's always a fan base for every different type of sport. So, yeah, our job will exist, but there will also <laughs> be others that will exist too. It could be like a blend, right, between what we have now and, and we kind of saw it during the early stages of COVID-19 where drivers also take part in uh, esports uh, versions of uh, these races. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually did a, a two esports series nice. in, in 2020 because I'd had nothing else to race. But uh, <laughs> little little did I know that a whole bunch of like 14 year old kids are just killing all of us. So um, it, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's similar, but it's a bit different. Yeah, for for that type of sport, age does nothing for us, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Yui, just a final question. Um, this one's a personal one. Would you encourage your kids to be racist like you and your wife, Claire Jedrick? Um, I, think I'd enc- I think I'd encourage kids to uh, do what they love most. I think what's been great about uh, my journey so far is that uh, since I was a young boy, all I've wanted to do is go racing. I've always loved cars. I've always loved motorsport. Um, so I think that it's been, a, in a way, it's been a simple life for me because I've only had one focus. Obviously, it's been very hard to raise money in Southeast Asia for yeah. motorsport because of the understanding of the sport, but uh, it has evolved over time. So I think uh, live your dreams, try your best. Do not live your dreams and not try because right. that ain't going to work either. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support my kids with a, with a correct system of uh, determination and work ethic to enhance what they want to achieve. Mm. But would Claire agree with you on that? And I hope she's not tuning in right now. Uh, <laughs> she's in the other room. And oh dear. the answer is she would definitely uh, agree with that. If the kids really wanted to go motor racing, we would try our absolute best to, to let them go motor racing. Although I would like to teach them how uh, the economics of sport rather than pay yeah. for their racing because... Uh, when parents pay for kids racing, uh, unless you are a very, very rich man, it is uh, not so easy to stay in that journey. Just mm. imagine they get to Formula 2, or let's just say they get to Formula 1, and you're going to cough out like uh, you know half a million yeah. euro, one million per race in yeah. sponsorship. I mean, it's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the teach a man to fish concept. I, I like that. I like that. Well, Yui, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time, and really good luck for this weekend. I've been speaking with Yui Tan, race driver for SLK Racing Team. Yui, thank you again. Take care, and have a great day. Thanks, buddy. See ya. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.